Have you ever been to a wedding or a formal event and heard a speech and thought, hmm, man, I really wish that person spoke longer? Probably not. On today's episode of Ask the Planner, we're talking to a wedding vows and speech writer about the do's and don'ts of writing your custom ceremony, your custom wedding vows, and even your speeches. A poorly written ceremony or speech can make your guests remember your wedding for all the wrong reasons. So make sure you listen to today's episode. I promise you will be glad that you did. You're listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Today's episode is brought to you by The Planner's Playbook. If you want to fast track your wedding planning career, The Planner's Playbook is your secret to planning, designing, and coordinating magazine-worthy weddings. Even with over 15 years of wedding and event planning experience, I still need a business coach to make sure I'm achieving all of my career goals, and that coach is Candice Coppola. Candace has put together an incredible program for wedding planners who are five years or less into their business called the Planner's Playbook. Planner's Playbook gives you the training and support you need for a successful wedding planning business, including a supportive community and solid systems and processes that make wedding planning easy. Every month, you receive a new wedding planning playbook straight to your inbox. It's filled with tangible advice on everything from how to plan a tented wedding to preparing client budgets, pricing your services, and so much more. The Plast Playbook was over 50 pages of amazing information. How can you say no? Access to the Planner's Playbook opens only four times a year, but you can join anytime by using my unique link. To learn more about the Planner's Playbook, head to verveventco.com forward slash Planner's Playbook. One word. Again, you can skip the waitlist and get instant access with my unique link by visiting verveventco.com forward slash Planner's Playbook. Imagine and all the things you could accomplish if you had the right resources and support to guide you. Welcome to today's episode of Ask the Planner. Today, we're talking about how to write memorable wedding vows and speeches that will help you speak from the heart and make your wedding day stand out to all of your guests. Today, I'm speaking to Brian Franklin of Wedding Vows and Speeches. Most of Brian Franklin's 25 years of work in writing and advertising has involved working as an award-winning political consultant, including best use of humor in a political ad. In his political career, he has guided communications and advertising for over 150 campaigns, from congressional campaigns to statewide races and ballot amendments, and he has managed advocacy programs for numerous national organizations. In 2021, Brian and his wife, Nicole, started Vows and Speeches, a company created to solve the problems of anxiety that couples have about writing their own wedding vows and is a cure for boring rambling, long, and or embarrassing speeches that happen seemingly in every wedding. Very, very true. Likewise, many officiants without experience and even some that have experience have trouble writing a compelling and enjoyable ceremony. Vows and Speeches works with a couple and their efficient of choice to write a moving and enjoyable ceremony that tells the story of the relationship. 
Vows and Speeches aims to lead a niche in the wedding industry where the aspects of the wedding that involve writing have professional assistance. Definitely can get behind that. I myself am very excited to talk with Brian because I love writing and communicating and there's nothing like hearing a moving speech on the wedding day and tearing up so much that I have to turn away because I am literally a bawling mess and feel very unprofessional, but that's what I do. So without further ado, guys, please help me welcome Brian to the show. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to chat with you. Uh, thanks. Great to be here. Awesome. Well, first, I love starting each episode by getting to know our guests a little bit before we dive into the interview. I read your bio at the top of the episode, which you heard, but I would love for you to tell our listeners more in your own words about you, your background, how you got started, and what brought you to where you are today with vows and speeches. Sure. Well, I um, I spent a number of years in advertising, and uh, much much of that was in political advertising, as you mentioned. And part of that uh, involved, or, or political communications in general, and part of that involved writing some speeches for, uh, for our clients and writing talking points and 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 that sort of thing. And, and a lot of the the skill set that is uh, necessary to write a good wedding speech. And so, as I uh, had friends and family that asked for help in the uh, writing department when they had their own speeches to do or, or, or vows. Uh, I helped them out and then I officiated a few of their weddings. And so when I started thinking about my exit strategy from politics, <laughs> uh, I started thinking about the skills that I, you know, the things that I like doing. And, and one of them was speech writing. And so I started talking to some wedding planners actually on clubhouse oh, yeah. uh, where there are mm -hmm. a number of wedding planners and, and vendors there. And particularly during the, uh, during the COVID crisis. And so as I did that, I, I talked to them about doing wedding speeches and they suggested that I add custom vows and, and scripted ceremonies and somehow a light popped on in my head. I did a little bit of research. It took about five seconds to realize there really wasn't anybody doing this on a, at any scale. And so uh, within about an hour, I had a, a logo that my designer did from the political side and uh, <laughs> popped out a logo. And then uh, uh did a site on Squarespace in about an, another hour or two and sent them all my my uh, <laughs> my new company. And within uh, 24 hours, got my first client. And so it was like, okay, well, this is something. And then as we started to talk to more and more wedding planners, we realized uh, the reactions were just off the charts. And we, you know, people saw this as a solution to a problem. And, and uh, it's been it's been off to the races ever since. That's amazing. I love that because, you know, when I was researching you and I read your bio, I think your experience resonated a lot with mine because as we, as I talked to you about a little bit, I got my start planning special events in Washington, D.C. So lots of political events. I did more of galas and fundraisers, but all of our gala hosts were news correspondents and they were always so poised and polished on the stage, which is not what you're getting, you know, obviously at a wedding because they don't have usually typically speaking experience. And we worked with speech writers that worked with all of the nonprofits to script their events. They flowed nicely. You know, they kept things going, but they were also, you know, getting the message across. And I think having a good speaker, but also a good script is so important for just a very smooth flow of the day. And then obviously to get the, the guests on board, whether it was them getting them to donate or 
at your wedding, having someone that can really succinctly, but emotionally tell the story, whether it's the vows or your toasts, that isn't boring, isn't rambling, and <laughs> is engaging. So it, it really, I think, does solve a need in the, um, the wedding industry. And with a lot of couples, they, I think they don't think about, what they need to have a good vow or speech or talking with their, you know, their VIPs about what they should be talking, what they should be saying in their speeches. And so you get people that usually do it at the last minute and it's doesn't come off very, very well, which is right. kind of sad yeah. and stressful. Well, and one of the things, you know, there's two aspects that you, both of which you mentioned, one is the writing and mm-hmm. the other one is the presentation, the, the speaking part of it. And we try and address both the the writing piece is the most important i think because it's really the content that that of the speech or the vows that or the ceremony that matter um but being able to present that in a way that sounds like you're speaking takes practice and and doing it at the last minute prevents your eliminates your opportunity to do the kind of practice that you would need to to have it come off the cuff and 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 feel like you're speaking it. I'm not one of those people that can speak extemporaneously as comfortably as others. I take practice. I need to know what I'm going to say generally and practice what I'm doing, what I'm doing so that I don't stammer so that I don't do the us and the things that people do, but really also, so it doesn't sound like you're reading. And then that's, that's the thing is that if you, with most of these and most of our clients is we, we encourage them not necessarily to memorize it, but to have it, practiced in a way where they can say it and not read it. And, and that's a, a big difference in how it will come across. Uh, sorry, it, it will come across so much more succinctly and so much more emotionally. If you have, if you can concentrate on the delivery and not on what you're reading. I completely, yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. And I think that's so true. Um, So that's why we're talking about, you know, wedding vows, crafting really good wedding vows and a ceremony and speeches is because it's, it's not just the delivery. It's also the prom, the, the practice beforehand Mm -hmm. and also the content. So, so let's back up a little bit and start with, you know, I think we touched upon a little bit of why, you know, what we've seen that's bad. But why do you think it is really important that people do this the right way and that what people maybe aren't thinking about when they're setting about to do this about yeah. and which causes them to have bad speeches or vows or a ceremony? Well, it starts with, I mean, I th- first of all, for, for planners, for the planners that are listening, it starts with mm-hmm. talking to the couples and, and reminding them that they've seen some terrible speeches too. And even when they're not terrible, they're just boring or too long. And, uh, and that's a flat part of the wedding. I mean, everybody imagines their wedding being this great party and this, everything's going to go perfectly. And maybe there'll be little hiccups, but not, you know, that that's, but they're not thinking about this giant section of the wedding, right? Which is 20, <laughs> 30 minutes, important. you know, yeah. plan that, that is the one part of the wedding that you're leaving uh, not just without professional guidance, but w- with like to chance, you're leaving it to your friends and family to decide what they think are important without any guidance necessarily. And, and, and you're also expecting them to practice. And so what hap- what happens a lot, uh, is that you wind up with these speeches that just don't go anywhere. 
right? They don't touch the, the right notes. They, you know, they're not making people laugh and cry. They're just boring. Mm-hmm. Or they, or you wind up with the same thing that everybody, you know, like some templated version of a speech that somebody looked up on the internet and, you know, right. starts with, you know, you may not know me, but I'm, you know, <laughs> such and such or, right. you know, I haven't uh, met you yet, but yeah, yeah. Or, or it's too short or they get up there like really loving you, blah, blah, blah. And they get out. Mm-hmm. Um, in talking to planners, we've heard so many bad stories. We've been asking for them every time we talk to them <laughs> and, and, and we've gotten some doozies, you know, like the guy that, um, was going to read thankfully it was caught by an intern to the planner but but the guy that was going to read imaginary love letters from the groom's exes to the <gasps> to, you know, to the to the groom um you know the oh my uh, gosh the the person you know the ones where where people um the mother talks about how much she spent at at on the wedding and how much she had left in her bank account. And I know my speech vendor and, you know, it just goes, I have the the stories go on and on. And so, uh, so what, what we think people have to start with is just go back and remember this, this happens way more often people, people think. And, uh, and this is an opportunity to make sure that, that somebody is actually helping this process along and people get to the notes that they want to get to, right? That the, right. the ideas that they want to get to, it's, they don't necessarily know how to wrap their arms around it, and particularly right. with vows. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to speak to the heart, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get onto that. Sure. Um, so speaking of the ceremony in general and then going on to the vows, what do you think if you could give bullet points or tips for our listeners, what makes a really, really good ceremony? What should they be thinking about? Well, from our perspective, writing a good ceremony involves telling the story of the relationship. Uh, it, it involves interview and our process is to interview, uh, both of the, you know, the couple indiv- individually and get the love story from their perspective and, and not just the, the story, but the feelings that they have for the person about different aspects of the, of their lives and, and that sort of thing. And then what we do is we put it all together with also, we tend to do this with officiants that are friends of the family or family members. Mm-hmm. So we'll get their perspective as well and their feedback. And, and then we'll, we'll combine this, this, all of these raw materials into something that's that's um, usually uh, eight to ten minutes long, notwithstanding other passages or things that people want to add. But um, but that but the narrative that tells the story of the relationship gets people really invested in it. You, you know, people forget that there's people in the audience that don't know them as a couple. They know one side or the other, and they came from out of town, perhaps, or they don't spend a lot of time with them, and they just don't know. And uh, and so this is an, a, a chance for us to get those people really ginned up into this thing and, and invested and and laughing and crying and before we even get to the speeches downstream, right? Um, on the vows, so I think part I think the number one tip here is is make sure it tells a story and mm-hmm. and and gets and gets to the reason why they're there, sitting in front of each other, getting married. Right. Do you um, find? Yeah. Before you go to the vows, do you find that you do like, do you have different sections where like you, we do an intro and then we have people like the efficient will share something about the couple or how they know them. And then it kind of goes into the vows and then he says something, he or she says something at the end. Or is there kind of like an arc that you tend to follow with yeah. the outline of the ceremony? Yeah, I, I, I think um, every one of them has been different, but 
but structurally we start with how they met and then we tend to go into uh some of the characteristics of each other that that they love and uh some of the funny parts i mean you want it to you don't want the whole thing to be l- serious and mm-hmm. and and uh or all love you want some humor in it you want a little you want a little break from the whole seriousness of the thing right. and then you want to get to then of course you you get to the the more structural traditional parts which is you know the the sorry the uh the rings and the kiss and the vows you know the vows if they're doing their own vows then then that's a whole section on its own and if they're not if they choose not to then the ceremony just just unfolds more or less like other ceremonies but with but with a, a preamble that that is more narrative um and uh and then I, you know i i like to if the per, if the officiant is married and has some thoughts about marriage i like to get to get to those you know mm-hmm. and uh and if they're not then then we we might talk about their dreams for the for the couple or you know some of their own personal wishes and mm-hmm. insert their own personality in there a little bit more right um, and then and then it's off to the races go kiss so oh, nice okay so then now let's get to um the vows particularly sure. on the vow side of things i like to get to the story of what made that person be attracted to that person to begin with right it, mm-hmm. if it's you know in the couple what what made you turn your eye what was the thing that made you ask for that second date or you know what what do you remember about those early moments what do you remember about um how you felt what was the thing that made you that that really made you feel like you're falling in love with that person what you know and then and and then again some of what are the things that and make you laugh what are what are some of your favorite memories and we and we'll put this stuff together um as part of the vows a lot of times the vows aren't you know strictly i vow to this or that Mm -hmm. it's it's more of it's more of a declaration of love and then at the very end you will will wrap it up with the vows Mm mm-hmm Oh, nice. So do you find that um, when you're ch- choosing between, like when you're trying to figure out what to say, do you ask them questions or do you have them like free write? Like these are the things that are I on my mind. Questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the cere- oh, The only difference with the, with the ceremony, I do have a questionnaire that I start with mm-hmm. that, that will give me the information I need to ha- have a better interview with them. Mm-hmm. But mostly i just ask them questions and those questions those answers lead to more questions and and when i'll when i'll have a groom for example who isn't particularly articulate about their his own feelings sometimes i'll have to be well wait wait a second let's go you know tell me more about this you know really like what, what you know you it wasn't oh I liked her you know what did you like about her you know yeah you know what was it uh you know what what captured you what locked you into this you know and mm-hmm. and we'll and I'll and I'll uh and I'll push them a little harder to to get to get to the meat of it you know mm-hmm. do you find that that you have a goal of a certain a lot of time to and yeah. what like one do you time it out and then two like how what is your length goal for how long the ceremony actually is yeah we do time it out mm-hmm. the goal the ceremony can be as long as an, or as short as they really want it to be Gen, you know generally speaking and you know our our standard ceremony runs about 10 minutes uh 8 to 10 minutes 
on the vows side of things, they go one to two minutes usually. A minute mm-hmm. and a half is typical. Um, on speeches, we do generally we advise three to four. It's hard to do five or more minutes right. uh, and do it really, 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 really well. You have, mm-hmm. you know, maybe once in a while you'll have somebody that has a great story and a great personality, and they they've, perhaps they've done some public speaking in the past and they've got it down, and they just need some help with it. And they might be someone that you'd allow to go longer, but generally three to four minutes is more than, more than enough time to say the things you want to say and get out. Yeah. And it'll still allow time for other speakers and not screw up the, the timeline for the rest of the wedding. Yeah, I agree. So going back to the ceremony though, um, and then we'll get to the, the speeches because sure. we'll definitely talk about that. Um, so your whole ceremony is only about like from start. So it's, it's including so do you get involved at all in the the processional like thinking through like not necessarily picking out the music but like thinking through like if the processional takes three minutes and then the opening takes x minutes how long is the ceremony itself usually for you guys so the ceremony itself the 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 part of the ceremony that we work on is (laughs) the is the actual ceremony narrative and okay and so we're not involved in the processional mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and or announcements uh right. okay. although we do although we do remind the the officiant to tell everybody to sit down so that the photographers that right. don't actually have you know uh have a problem but um but we're not involved in any other part except okay. for the for the narrative part which mm-hmm. is the I, to me that's the part that you want you know that's the part that's going to get people laughing and crying yeah so. do you help them pick out any of the readings or passages also we can, uh, mm-hmm. if they ask us most of the time, they have something in mind. Mm-hmm. We have one, one ceremony we worked on, uh, we're working on right now where they're, uh, they want a unity, a unity ceremony involving tequila, some tequila oh. shots, uh, which is, which is actually, I, I, I'd never heard of before, but it, yeah. but the, basically they, they pour each other a shot of tequila and, and, and down it. And, and I thought that was great. Like, is it a Mexican <laughs> tradition? Like what, what culture no, is that no, from? I think it's just more of a, you know, drinking tradition. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, okay. uh, yeah no, it, it's, um, as far as I know, it's not, okay. but, but, um, but nonetheless, it, yeah. it, it's fun and we, yeah. uh, and, and so we insert, but they specifically asked for that and we customized mm-hmm. it a little bit mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and make it a little bit more fun. But, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I, we can, we can certainly help them find some passages if they're looking for something specific. It usually people have maybe a, a, like a song or a lyric right. or something that they want or sand ceremony, uh, that kind of thing. And they know that they, they want that incorporated and we just do that. Otherwise it's, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's make it a great, let's make a great speech out of it and, and let's make them excited and let's get straight to the party. Right. So last question on the ceremony, then we get to the, the, the speeches. Sure. So you, you're working with a couple and the efficient, do you talk them through like, all right, these are, you know, do you give them tips? Like, I think the efficient should be practicing this a couple of times. And like, do you give them more like media training tips of like how to stand and stuff so that they are, they, cause I know that you, I don't know if you did that as much when in your your when you were in DC, but as far as like the delivery and everything, did you talk to them about that? I talked all of our all of our services come with a consultation or more on on delivery. Mm-hmm. So we'll have them read it. We'll, we'll encourage them to practice it, and this speaks to the timing of everything again. You know, if if you have a a couple who is trying to do this last minute, we can help them. 
but in, in an ideal universe, if we're doing vows, we would like two or more weeks at least. We have some people that are doing it a oh year in advance, yeah. But at least two weeks to be able to write the stuff, do the revisions that that are necessary uh, to to make it even better, and put it more in their own words, and then uh, and then practice it. We want them to have time to practice it. After they have had, after they've gotten a chance to practice it, we do we do a run through with them where we we give them some tips on how to deliver it better. It might be emphasize this word a certain ways for comedic mm-hmm. effect, or slow down here, speed up here. Um, we'll we'll incur- it's also an opportunity for us to hear them read it, and if they're struggling with it, I had one client who. Mm-hmm. Uh, where English was not their first language and they had a trouble, they had trouble reading it. They were decent speakers, but they struggled with reading it. And so I had to make some edits to make, make it easier for them. So those, those are the kinds of things we'll do on, on the ceremony side. Obviously it takes, it's a longer piece. It takes longer to write and, and therefore uh, longer to edit and practice. And so we encourage even more, you know, even more time, at least a month if we have it to do that, uh, so that we can make all of those, those changes and do more run throughs. We do, ha- we do have the option for clients that want to, where they schedule multiple practice sessions and, and uh, we can do that as many times as they desire. It's just a question of budget. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think the more, you know, the more help in practice that they get, the better for sure. Um, okay, so now moving on to the speeches and toasts, which, goodness, there's just so many good speeches that I've heard and so many bad speeches I've heard. And I think, you know, people, obviously, different people are speaking at the reception. Sometimes it can be the father of the bride who welcomes guests and gives a toast. Other times it will be the couple and they mm-hmm. will do a welcome and give a toast to their to their guests, um, thanking them for coming. And then, of course, we have our more traditional speeches like maid or matron of honor, best man, all that stuff. Yeah. What are your tips for having a good speech or toast? And then are there certain elements that you think are like a formula that you try to follow or a narrative to help people if they're just having a creative block and they're just like, I have no idea what to say? Sure. Um, so it's look, one of the things we encourage wedding planners to say to their clients, this is a new service. They're not going to ask for this necessarily. They won't know to ask for it. Mm -hmm. So we encourage them to ask a number of questions. Are you writing your own vows? Do you need help with them? You know, Mm -hmm. is there somebody doing your ceremony? That's that if you, if we know that this person is a friend or the family, have they ever done this before? Could they use some help? Right. But when it comes to speeches, we know they're like the people that are, that often uh, mess these things up they know in advance the couple knows in advance that this is the kind of person that will do this we ask we ask the wedding planners to ask questions like hey is there anybody in your wedding party that's either nervous about speaking or and, and can use some help or nervous about what they want to say or not sure or uh you're nervous about and you're thinking maybe this is somebody that's going to be a problem that maybe they're going to be drink 12 bourbons and go off the rails, right? Maybe it's someone that's prone to being long winded. You know who right. those people are. Exactly. Almost not, every time. Not a surprise. <laughs> yeah. And almost every time the couple, somebody in the couple is going to say, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Bobby or that's, you know, that's uncle Kyle, right? We know, or, you know, whoever it is going to be. And we know that that's, or my father, I know my father's going to be a problem, right? And we've heard, we've heard horror stories, you know, seven pages of, you know, 45 minutes long, you know, people that say incredibly bad things. One person talking about how, you know, how uh, he's 
he slept with the ride before the groom and that, you know, oh, the things like, right. you know, just stuff that doesn't oh. make any sense. And, you know, political stuff, a father that goes on oh, a 20 no. minute political rant about Trump and, you know, and, oh, and, and, and so, uh, and, and of course, not only does that mess up the timeline, it also creates a problem with vendors that you might have only hired for three or four hours and now you're paying overtime True. or they're leaving. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so what we do is we write three to four minute speeches that, Perfect. you know, and, 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 and we make sure that they, we encourage them to print them out on 18 point fonts so that you can read them in bad lighting. You know, it, we, there's a lot of things that we, we do to make sure that these moments come across the right way. But, you know, part of it is making sure that bad things don't happen, making sure that father or, you know, the father of the bride, perhaps, uh, that, you know, is a problem, making sure that that person has worked with somebody and that, and that the content is being curated, curated to some degree and that they've practiced it and they're less likely to be a problem if all of those things happen. But the other part of it is how do you make it wonderful? Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, how do you get to something that's really great? And, and that's not always easy because sometimes the people that are being asked don't really have great things to say about like the, the, the spouse to be right. True. Might, I don't know them. So the best, thanks. Here's your speech. Right. Yeah. The best friend might not, might not always love the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, their best friend's, uh, fiance. So, uh, so we, we have to ask questions that get to the heart of, um, well, it starts with, it starts with this being a gift to the, to the uh, couple. This is not your opportunity for stand-up comedy. This is not your speech yeah. for you. This is your speech for them. So in cases where people don't know what to say, we'll, we'll ask the questions about how they feel about, you know, how did you meet the person that asked and invited you to speak, right? How the one that, you know, or the, you know, how did it start? How did you meet this couple? How did you meet the, the spouse to be, what did you think of them? You know, um, you know, what, what were the, some of the changes that you saw in your friend or, or in your daughter when they became, uh, involved with this other person and the good ones, obviously, we don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know, and, and by asking those questions, you wind up with enough stuff to, to create most of the speech. And then, and then you can get to, cause, cause you can get to like the story of the origin of how you knew this person, this, you know, how this, what you saw in this relationship, what you know about the relationship. And then you can go into something regarding wh- how you feel about them for the future or what you wish for them for the future and that sort of thing. And by that point, you've gotten three good minutes. Right. If somebody has a good story, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's got a great story to tell, then you know, then you, then you, you're off to the races because you could do that plus the great stories, you know, but I, you know, it's asking the right questions. 90% of the work is done here in the interview process. It's getting to the right information and, and, and prying enough to, to get the little elements you need that you could put together artfully. Right. Well, I, and I think that's good because it's not like I, you, you said a couple of things that I really, really like, which is one, it's the speech is not for you. It's a gift to the couple. So remember that because I think a lot of times people make it about them. They're like, Oh, I've known them for so long. And here's like our long history of like how I know them. Like we get it. They picked you because you're awesome, but mm-hmm. we don't care that much about your relationship. Like we want, we're here to celebrate the couple. So I think it's great that you bring up that as a, as a, it's a gift to the couple. Um, and then also I think you touching on like, this is the intro. This is how they, um, how they change 
for the positive because of this relationship or this person, wrap it up with maybe a funny anecdote and then say some nice things. And like, that's really all you need for a good three to four minute speech. And you don't need to go over because I think a lot of people get nervous and they just add all this stuff and details and then they ramble and then it becomes way too long. And then you lost the audience or you're just telling a rambling speech that doesn't make any sense. Right. So I think the points that you've outlined is really, really helpful. And and there are times where we'll get hired to do all of the speeches in the mm-hmm. entire wedding. And, and that's fun because then I know what one person has said. I can make each one of them different and I can go back to you as the planner and say, Hey, this one's good but a little nervous and maybe a little shaky and they haven't practiced as much, but this one's awesome. Let's mm-hmm. make this one the last one so, yes. that we're, so that we're crescendoing and that, you know, that we're, the nervous mm-hmm. person doesn't have to follow the, the one that just the got really five good stars. One. Yeah, the really yeah. good one, exactly. you know, and, right. and you know, which is, which just is terrifying, you know? Right. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's ha- having control over that section is even better because, when we do that, it, the whole wedding, that whole part of the wedding turns out, turns out great. And we can work together to make it even better. And, and if it winds up on time, you don't have that one yeah. person that goes, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Right. No, I think that's great too, that you bring up that you work with multiple people so that even, you know, you, you, you're getting this aspect of their relationship in this speech and then this aspect of the relationship in this speech. So mm-hmm. then it just is more, not just cohesive, but it just tells a fuller story of the entire relationship, which I think is just is beneficial for the couple, but then also for all of the guests, because then we get yeah. a whole picture of their relationship, which is really, really nice. It's, so yeah, it, it really is fun that way. Cause you, you, like you said, it's, it's, it becomes multidimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also your point about it being only three to four minutes, because I, you don't want to hold the guests hostage. I was, I was attending one and the father, the bride literally wrote a poem that was out. There was like a, a line or a, a, basically like a stanza for every year of her life. And it Oof. was, it was very sweet, but so long. And like right. the guests are like, this is great. This could have ended 25 minutes ago. <laughs> and you have spent, you have spent so much time putting guests together at the table, you know, you go through that process where you, where you you put them on this table and this one and this table. The whole point is you want them to be able to have some time to get to know each other or have some fun with each other at the table. And if everybody's sitting there at the table, listening to the speeches uh, and they don't get to talk, then, then what's the point? Right. Mm -hmm. And on top of the fact that if you've only rented the place for four hours, you, you know, you're you're just cutting into your dance time here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So so let's, you know, that person that had that, that father that did the stanzas, that person could have told you in advance that my dad's right. gonna, my dad's oh, gonna that write was, a long speech. I was attending that one. I definitely would not have allowed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about your process, you know, because I yeah. think obviously we've told people how awesome it is it would be to to work with somebody like you. How do they find you? And then also like when when they initially reach out, what is that process like? Sure. Um, obviously, it'll depend on the services that you're providing, but you know, sure. if you could do everything for them, what is that? How well, does some, the timing, all that kind yeah, of stuff? Sure. Well, your listeners can find me on vowsandspeeches.com. That's V-O-W-S uh, and speeches.com. And, uh, but, but most of them are finding us through their wedding planners. Mm-hmm. That's, that's generally the conduit uh, and some venues, but, but generally the conduit is through the wedding planner or the venue. And uh, they simply make an introduction to us, and and then the process from there is 
uh, we do a quick call with the couple. This is assuming it's a, it's the vows or the ceremony. We do a, a quick call with the couple to determine you know, what's the what's the tone of this wedding. What are the you know is this a is this happening at a church? Is this uh, are you do you want something that has some religious aspects in it? Do you want something that's more eccentric and is do you want this laugh a minute right? And if if it's something edgy and fun, then awesome and if it's not awesome because this is about you and you're you know you're what you want and how how you want it played out um then we schedule individual calls with the couple to um to do the interviews to get all those raw materials i mentioned and and uh and then uh usually within a few days uh if not sooner we will have a, an initial draft to them i had one client come to us for a speech uh this last week that he was doing on uh, we we talked to him on Tuesday the speech was uh Friday night and so uh you know we can do it quickly but um but generally we 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 send the uh, the first draft we let them sit with it give us their revisions usually there aren't a ton of revisions because we're using most of their own words or a lot of their own words and where where they don't where it's not their own words it's certainly their sentiment and their idea and or their story that they have told us and so it comes back to them in something that's very familiar to them there might be some words that don't aren't words they would say or don't you know don't sound like them uh then we swap those out there might be phrases or passages that they want to cut out after, upon looking at it out you know, a second time and that kind of thing or that or it reminds them of a new story that they want to add and so uh, after the revision process is com complete and we, we give as many revisions as are necessary to do this, we want them to be completely happy. It's their, you know, it's their big day. Uh, then we hope, hopefully they have some time to rehearse it. And then we'd schedule our, our, our rehearsal consultation with them. And then they're, and then, and then they're, they're doing it usually. Um, with the ceremonies, the only difference there is we, uh, we interview the officiant and work with the officiant on the draft. Um, and then on the speech side of things, it, we just get, we find out what they're looking for. We generally ask the tone question as well, find a little bit more about the couple and the wedding and what's this going to be like? Where's it going to be like? How's this going to play out? And then, um, and then we go through the same process, revision, re rehearsal. I love that. I think that's great. And I think like thinking back to the times when I've had to deliver a speech, which is very, it's such an honor, but then I always get very, very nervous, even though I feel like I know this person. Um, what do you think about if they are worried that they're going to cry or show emotion? How do you tell them to deal with that? Because I definitely cry. I, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I want them to cry. Yeah. Uh, I, I want them to have emotion. I mean, if, the, if when you have somebody up there that's, that's showing how much they care that's that's a good wedding right right if they're good excited too. <laughs> right if they're excited yeah. and they're laughing and they're crying that's that's what you want right mm -hmm. so I, I i certainly don't discourage it what what you do want to have is a draft in your hand uh that you can refer to as you as you struggle through this that that, <laughs> that, that you like and and again these are these are things that people have practiced. So theoretically, right? So mm -hmm. if they've, once you've practiced it enough times, it's not going to, it's not going to be as hard for you to get through it. It's not that, not that you won't have the emotion and you, cause you will, but you're, you're going to know what's next and you're, it, it, you're going to be able to carry yourself through it. I, I think more easily than if you did it for the first time reading it up there. And right. you know, it's, uh, 
And it's fun, by the way. I mean, if you're crying, you're crying because you're happy. You're going to, you know, you're, it's not, this is not a eulogy. Yet. Right. Right. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can get into that too, right? You can just no, do no, 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 we do those too. Yeah, yeah. we do those too. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's great. And I always tell people too, when they're worried about their ceremony, they're like, I'm going to cry. Da, da, da. Yeah. Like, that's great. Yeah. Lean into those emotions because I think that, you know, people don't want you to be a robot. They want to see the emotion. If you need a minute to compose yourself, you know, I think that's fine. Don't get caught up in that because I think people want to see the candidness. Yeah. I had a, the bet, one of the best reviews, uh, best uh, testimonials I've, I've gotten. Um, I got from this, this one bride who, who, uh, who said that she'll she'll start reading it out loud as as soon as she can stop crying without when she's reading it? You know, I was like, oh, oh my I, god, you know, I, love that. I loved it. Yeah. So yeah. so um, you know, you don't get this kind of fun in politics, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're trying to write a political ad and uh, you're no, trying no, to, yeah. I've never <laughs> not once have I had, had a client go, you know, I just cried when I read this right. political ad, this attack ad that. You... <laughs> Attack at a competitor. <laughs> maybe they, maybe the opponent right. cries. But, right. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, so we're starting to wrap up. But what is the craziest story or the worst thing that you've heard? Because this should be a definitely a, a, a like a harbinger for people that are listening. Like this is what you don't want to happen, and this is why you should work with with people like you. Gosh, I mean, I, the one I mentioned that almost happened. Mm-hmm at the top with the with the love stories uh from from the groom's exes is probably the number one um i think the so did they um, write them pretending to be their write, ex they, yeah pretending to be they were pretending to be the the groom's exes uh that's that that's a that's oh a doozy i think the i think the 75 or sorry that's 45 minute father of the bride speech that had seven parts uh was was a good one 45 minutes um, there was a there was um there was one where the um uh the sister called the the bride she was jealous that the ugly duckling was the first to get married oh my gosh uh, that was a good one uh and the mother but, saying what how much she spent and that's kind of that's really that was that too. was good uh, there, there was one where where um they talked about one of the speeches talked about oh no i think it was the, in the vows that talked about um so how the wife was good in bed and articulated oh some God. things about products that they had bought <gasps> um yeah there were some oh good there's some I'm really sorry. good when you collect these there's some really Please. good ones the, oh one i heard the other day was uh, a, the, apparently a, there was a bride that did a, a decided she wanted to do a song and dance routine during the speeches this doesn't not technically a bad speech but she right. she decided she wanted to do like some kind of karaoke thing that went on for like an hour oh my gosh um and and so and just and no and didn't tell anybody didn't tell a planner and of course oh, you know the whole gosh. thing got, got got but but these are you know right. that's part of our part of our appeal I think is for people to understand it doesn't have to be that terrible like right. these are rare stories but at the same time um, it w- what isn't rare is for somebody to just get up there and say nothing. <laughs> for, right, for seven for, se- yeah. for seven minutes right yeah, yeah. so it rather that than a really really long horrible terrible speech absolutely you know, something that's yeah. shorter i mean for i mean for what we charge and and you know we don't our we bundle pricing but mm-hmm. like our our all a card pricing is you know 
generally for like four ninety five for the vowels mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. four ninety you know for three ninety five is just one of them and four ninety five for the speeches and seven ninety five mm-hmm. for the ceremony and of course we could do add ons like those extra yeah. practice sessions but we bundle these together and we do discounts and mm-hmm. so um, you know for what it costs to 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 have help in these scenarios it's it. It just seems to me if you spend so that much money on flowers, right. then this is something that you might want to right. you might want to look at to make sure that this part is beautiful too. Right, because yeah. that's really what it's about, especially the the ceremony and the vows. It's like that's what people yeah. are, are going to remember. For right. the speeches, I offer to my couples like if you would like, and I'm happy to help. If you want me to, if you want to send me your speech so I can print out and have it ready for you at your seat, that's kind of also a way for me to be like, how long is the speech going to be? But yeah. that's kind of a trick that I use to make sure like, if I can get it, make sure that there's no like red flags um, is also helpful for me. Too. And they're like, that's great. Like I'll, it'll, it'll be waiting at my seat. I don't have to worry about holding it and carrying around my pocket too. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. No, it's also like, like we said earlier, really important to print it out. You don't, mm-hmm. from a photography standpoint, you don't want to have it in your hand on a phone yeah. with the uplighting. Like it looks like I a flashlight you're yeah, holding no. under your chin, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and also it's hard to read, harder to read on a phone and scroll yeah. through it. So you want to have it on a piece of paper. You want to have practiced it. Yeah. If you're doing it outdoors in the rain, you might want to have an extra copy of it just in mm-hmm. case the, the ink bleeds mm-hmm. you. That kind yeah. of thing. There's little yeah. tips. That, yeah. Exactly. And no, I, when it, cause I like doing that too. Cause then if they let me print it out for them, I do it in like 14 or 18 font. So it's mm-hmm. nice and big because they don't think about that too. Cause then they're like yeah. squinting and then they lost their spot and then they can't find it. But I think the, yeah, the bigger font the is lit. Yeah, they're on a yeah. dimly lit dance floor, right. uh, for, you know, or somewhere and, and all of a sudden they can't see their, can see what they're writing, you know? Yeah, exactly. So. Is there anything else that we haven't covered? I feel like we've been really good. Is there anything else that we haven't covered, um, as far as like your tips for wedding vows or speeches that you might have wanted to mention? Well, I, I just think it's, it's more reiterating that, mm-hmm. that it's, even if you're a good writer, it's hard to, for for the for the couples out there that think they're going to do it themselves, it's hard to write about something that's so close to you. Uh, if if you were to ask me to write my own vows about my wife, I would still struggle, even though I do this professionally. But um, but for the planners out there, I would just say, just remind them that this is this is not something that most couples will know exists, and and it really requires you to have a conversation and, and say, hey, this is a new service that people uh, that can help you through this and make your day better, and it's it's something mm-hmm. I recommend because I've seen so much of it, and so have you. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and if 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 you ask the right questions, they will they will say yes to this. It's it's just they're not going to know to come to you. So I think the tip here is just be proactive as a planner about this section of the wedding, because mm-hmm. now that you, and, and now that you know, there's a service and the next, the next time you see a, you know, a bad speech, uh, exactly. you know, I want, I want you to feel something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should have told them. Yeah. Um, so where do you see your brand going in the future? Do you have plans that you've, you know, that you, yeah, you we're, know things we're you're growing. excited about? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're growing. I mean, we're as as we as we talk to more and more planners, and and we get the same reaction over and over again. We're growing. Uh, we're going to be hiring new writers later in in, in the uh, in the year, and 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 I think this is going. You know, our hope here is to make this a an established niche in the wedding community. You know, mm-hmm. one of if you go on the Not or Wedding Wire, that's, those kinds of things. There is no category for us. None, right, right. right. There, it's not. It just doesn't exist. We're, mm-hmm. You know, officiants often help some people with with parts of this. Obviously, they write their own ceremonies, but but um, but 
we don't, we're not officiants. So it's, it, I think for us, the brand, it, the, the goal is to establish this as a, as a niche in the wedding industry that you can count on and to scale it up, uh, accordingly. And, um, you know, I think as we, as we grow, uh, it's going to be a, a bigger and bigger thing. And the hope someday is that couples will know to do this automatically. And that this is just going to be something that you do when you, just like you hire a florist to do the flowers or, or, you know, hire a planner to, to, to plan this part of it uh, or a photographer. I think this is just, right. hopefully this is just a thing that you do when you get a wedding. Yeah, no, I think, and I have beef with a knot because even because they have like the little budget template, it does not have a line for a planner, but I'm like, that's eh, yeah. well, then yeah. anyways, yeah. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I agree. I think this is definitely a needed service and it's not something that people think about because they think that they can do it on their own, but then they, so they, they wait a long time and then they realize that it, it could have been a lot better. So right. exactly. exactly, exactly. And this is what the whole wedding is all about, you know? Let's take the anxiety out of it yeah. too. Like why, why, why write it yourself when you can have somebody help you? Exactly. I, I would be totally on board for that. Um, awesome. Okay. So we're going to wrap up and I ask our guests two questions before we end the interview. Um, so first, since you're an expert and if you could give our listeners one piece of advice or surprising detail that they're not thinking of probably when it comes to either their vows or speeches or wedding planning in general, what would you say to them? Well, I, I would recognize that that this is this is the part of the wedding that is not guided by a professional generally, and mm -hmm. and should and it should be. I mean, that's that's the main tipping yeah. point here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and then lastly, uh, because I believe that life is too short to waste it on moments without meaning or don't give us joy. What gives you the most joy, or is the most meaningful for you? Hearing. Uh, how well it went. I, you know, when, when we get the feedback we, from these couples, like we say, Hey, how did it go? And like, you know, we got one the last a couple nights ago, it was a hit, you know, it, it, they were, they're so happy or the couple was, you know, so happy. They, and, and they and everybody was crying and laughing, getting mm -hmm. to know those stories and hearing, you know, after, especially after getting to know them and talking with them and, and getting their story to hear them happy uh, and, and, and to hear that we made the wedding better in some way or another, it, it, it gives me more joy than you can imagine. I'm getting emotional. Just thinking about it. it gives me incredible joy, uh, to, to have this as a, um, as a career that is growing and, 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 and a business that is building that, that is just all about happiness and love. And, uh, and we get to write love stories all day. Right. I mean, that's basically what we do. We get to write mm -hmm. funny stories and love stories. And that's, you know, so that gives us joy. On a really important day. And I completely, it's, it is, there's nothing like making those people happy because they're yeah. just so grateful. Mm -hmm. And, and obviously it's use, utilizing your talents that you have and for, for a really great, awesome yeah, people. For, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. For good and not for politics. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, we're going to wrap up, but. I know you mentioned it before, but before we let you go, where can our listeners find you online, sure. all of the places? Sure. It's it, at uh, Vows and Speeches. So online is V-O-W-S-A-N-D-S-P-E-E-C-H-E-S.com, vowsandspeeches.com. And then we're, we're on Instagram and Facebook at the same, vowsandspeeches.com. I love that it. you spelled that out because most people just say it well, and then i'm always listening to a podcast and i'm like but well, how do you spell that like you have a really weird name how am i supposed to find well that? also like 
I don't know for for whatever reason the way I the way I uh, I speak it somehow somehow comes out as a uh, thousand speeches right like <laughs> like the numbers so I have to be very careful like mm-hmm. vow with a v you know <laughs> <laughs> well awesome Brian so. Franklin from vows and speeches thank you so much for joining me today it was awesome oh, it was talking to you oh, it was well, a great pleasure thank you. Well, lovers, I really hope you enjoyed my chat today with Brian. I wanted to recast this episode because we're in the height of wedding season. In fact, if you're listening to this live, we are actually at a wedding right now on Monday, July 10th. Yes, I know it's a Monday. More on that later. If you haven't checked in with your speakers regarding their remarks, make sure you share all of Brian's tips with them. If you listened to my conversation earlier with celebrity wedding efficient Clint Huft in episode 46, you know that you're asking a lot of your wedding efficient. Not only do they have to be a good public speaker, but they also have to be an eloquent writer. Brian's tips really honed in on different things you should be thinking about when writing your wedding ceremony script and wedding vows. And after listening to the horror stories he shared about bad wedding toasts, I really hope you think long and hard about the people you tap to speak on your behalf at the wedding. And if you have any reservations about their capabilities, or you just want to have some insurance that it's going to go well and they don't embarrass you, I do think working with someone like Brian is a good investment in your wedding and you avoid someone hijacking your microphone and potentially embarrassing you. Of course, as always, if you have any questions about what we talked about today, just drop them in your review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed to the show or following, I guess that's what it is now, while you're there, and I will address it in a future episode. And don't forget, you can always leave us a voicemail on our wedding planning hotline at 585-210-3467. Again, that's 585-210-3467. And for the episode show notes, you can visit verveventco.com forward slash 62. And that's also the info for how to get in touch with Brian. Also, like I mentioned earlier, please make sure you remember to leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Every review helps us little shows get found by other couples and vendors. I literally check Apple Podcasts almost every single day, usually it's when I'm driving home from the gym, to see if anyone left us new reviews. And telling us what you think, sharing the show with your friends and other people that would benefit from listening to it is really the best way to support the show. So let us know what you want to hear in season four, the topics, the guests you want us to have. We're also adding a new segment called Guilty as Charge, which I kind of borrowed from one of my favorite podcasts, where you ask us questions, real questions about has this actually happened at a wedding before, and we will tell you. Okay, that brings us to our review of the week, which is from Allie Ray 16, it's Allie R-A-E. 16, which is such a fun way to spell Ray. She titles it, So Fun, Five Stars, Love This Podcast, and All the BTS That Desiree Shares. So Helpful. Yay! Thank you so much, Allie Ray 16 for leaving that review. Yes, we love sharing all of the unfiltered BTS takes. And let me tell you, our first wedding of the season this year was a chaotic mess during setup. It was I feel like we were scarred. I was literally scarred from that day and I was in the worst mood and I felt terrible and it was just such a hot mess. But no one knew about it except for us, but so many things went wrong during the day and even at the wedding, including someone passing out. I will definitely be sharing about all of that in an upcoming episode in season four because there were many lessons learned 
none of this stuff could have been prevented on our part, I don't think, but I still want you all to learn from what happened so someone can benefit from the pain we endured, which I feel like I do this often on the show. Speaking of BTS, if you are a wedding vendor or a planner, I am going to be launching a coaching service in the fall for wedding pros. So if you want more help with your wedding business, if you want to figure out how to make more money, figure out how to price yourself, if you want to hire a VA or your first employee, or maybe revisit your pricing or your branding, this is for you. It's going to be more robust than our Clarity Call service. I'm thinking two calls for three months. So that's six calls to really dig deep into different aspects of your business. So make sure you keep an eye out for that or an ear. (laughs) I'm being cheesy. Sorry, guys. We're also going to be adding new templates to the wedding planning template shop. So if you are dying to get your hands on our wedding production book for planners, which I know a lot of you guys love, get excited because it's coming. Last and certainly not least, I just joined Threads. Are you on Threads? Don't worry, we will still be on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast, but now you can come hang out with me on Threads, also at Ask the Planner Podcast. With that, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. If you're listening to this live on the day it airs, make sure you check out our stories for some fun behind the scenes at an intimate wedding slash pool party we are currently producing. When the couple came to me and told me that they had been engaged for 11 years and known each other for 25 years, I knew I had to work with them because it was such a fun concept and I figured it was it was time for them to get married and who better to help them? And with that, today's episode comes to an end. Thank you so much, lovers, for joining me today. It really means the world to me to have you listening and following the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 